Hello and welcome to Caught My Pod. I am your host, Sarah Knightley, and back with me today is Josh. Welcome back, Josh. Hey, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. So we took like a huge hiatus and a lot of things have happened to you since I talked to you last. Josh got married. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was... uh... I was really nervous about it, and then Sarah reminded me that marriage is a five-year commitment, so, you know, that's not a big deal at all. (laughs) Yeah, that's all. That's all you have to do. I'm sure that you've already hired an attorney. Yeah, well, I'm just, you know, she keeps trying to change her name to mine, and I'm like, well, just hold off on that for a bit. Let's let's make sure this is going to go okay. (laughs) Don't change all your shit yet. Keep your ID and your name. There's no need to rush things. <laughs> yeah, we got the rest of our lives. There's no we need, have our uh, whole lives. Yeah. <laughs> to make each other fucking miserable. Just kidding. Kind of. Anyway, so how was your wedding? Uh, it was it was fun. Uh, didn't uh, didn't write vows beforehand, so I just kind of. Winged it. I ended up stealing them from uh, Chandler on Friends. So, and the funny thing was, and the great thing was, uh, so I I steal the vows, do the vows, obviously. And then I walk down to the reception or whatever. And my aunt comes up to me and she's like, did you take that from Friends? And I was like, you Ah. shut up. (laughs) Don't you Like, that's between me and you. (laughs) 
people get murdered at weddings. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> we still haven't got our, uh, we, we got married a little over a month ago and we've still not got our pictures back. So now whenever I see other people on say Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and they have wedding photos, I'm like, man, not only did I miss their wedding, but it was like six months ago. <laughs> like I didn't know about any of this. I didn't even know you had a girlfriend, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, congratulations, my friends. Hope it works out for you crazy kids. On this episode, we'll be talking about The Watchmen, which we're now three episodes in. Because, of course, me and Josh are fashionably late to the party, as usual. <laughs> Well, th- these hot takes that we have, they don't just come overnight. We have to. That's true. We have to. We need time to relish in them and focus on them. You're exactly right. So let's talk about a little bit of production stuff on The Watchmen. Uh, there's something that you can go to called PDP. And I had no idea who PD was until this episode episode three aired what about you did you have any idea who this guy was (laughs) i um you know i read the uh the book the graphic novel years and years ago so i don't really remember a whole lot of it outside of you know kind of big themes big things that happen uh no i think you actually told me about this uh and then whenever i was looking up on reddit and things like that um you know, a lot of people had theories coming from it, but no, I didn't I didn't know very much about it at all. I didn't either, but it's a nice little companion to the show that you can go to. So Petey is an FBI agent who is working on the case with Blake right now, and they're trying to solve Judd's murder. So that's what's going on for everybody that's listening. And so it's just like his notes, his everything that he's like doing on the show. So it's pretty cool. And then you can go and you can read that. And there's supposed to be some little tidbits of, I guess there's supposed to be like some spoilery stuff in there, some clues or whatever, you know, if you really want to get into it and, and try to figure it out. Cause this is kind of a mystery. This show is you're trying to solve the mystery at the same time that they are. Yeah. And as of right now, I have no idea what's going on. So we're, yeah, we're all in the same, the we're same all, boat, I think. We're all kind of wandering around together being like, uh, what's going on? Exactly. Well, The Watchmen is an American drama television series based on the comic book limited series of the same name created by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. The series was created by David, Damon Lindelof, who also serves as a writer and executive producer. It premiered on October 20th, 2019. So... Like I said, we're only three episodes in, so I feel like we got here just in time. So Watchmen takes place in an alternative contemporary reality in the United States in which mass vigilantes become outlawed due to their violent methods. But with the threat of a terrorist organization known as the 7th Cavalry grows on a massive scale, the Keene Act was abolished and the Watchmen program was reactivated in order to stop the threat before it's too late. As a greater question rises above them all, who watches the Watchmen? So, yeah, there's this whole alternate sort of America that has, I guess, been established. And is Robert Redford the president? 
Is that what's yeah. happening? <laughs> yeah. That, um, Do you want to talk about that for a minute? <laughs> yeah. So, so basically what's going on, um, Vietnam, the, the, the show follows the comic. So in the, in the comic, the, the original Watchmen help win Vietnam. Dr. Manhattan helps win Vietnam. So, so then, um, Regina King actually mentions it in the first episode where she's from there, but that's considered a state now. Right. Uh, but the end of the Watchmen comic, they they mentioned something about Robert Redford running for president. So I guess he's been president for like twenty years, twenty or thirty years since right. then. Uh, yeah, I don't. I can't figure out what their, you know, how their political system is working or their government is working as far as that goes. Like, are there term limits? I mean. <laughs> I can't figure it out. Yeah, it uh the only thing that I saw that that tried to kind of explain it was Robert Redford on the show isn't like the actual Robert Redford which okay, what whatever on that, but so apparently he's been like a super liberal president for the last 20 something years and that's where things like the Redfordations come coming in. That uh, that they kind of right. talked about in episode one, but yeah, no, it's um, it, it's a really interesting kind of setup because you know there are things on the show that are super advanced that we don't have, kind of like the night owl ship things like that. But then they don't have the internet or cell phones; they have pagers and you know things things right. like that. So I think that they've done a really good job kind of building the world and making it different. But like you said, I, I still don't really understand how anything anything works there. Right, how their political system is set up or how it was set up or really even what happened to, to cause this to happen. We have the Tulsa riots that they, that they go into quite a bit when the show first opens, which is great. It's a great scene to open with, but... Is that what has, like, sprung this from happening? You know what I'm saying? I mean, is was that the catalyst that, that caused all this? Because I'm still very confused on that. Well, and that's, you know... Or was, um, or was everything always like this? You know what I'm saying? And then that just kind of happened. Well, well, that's kind of the weird thing, because it does... The show does try to follow, I guess, at least to an extent, um, kind of American history... As it as it happened, because the Tulsa race riot that that actually happened. Right, that was a real uh, thing, sure. Yeah, and I read a, um, or I didn't read. I think it was a um, interview with David Lind Lindoff, and he wanted to start there because he had never heard about it. Like that, that you know, that's not something we're really taught about in school or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm still trying to figure out kind of how that all fits in because. You know, that happened in 1921, and then, you know, in, in real life, the Civil Rights, that, that was in the 60s. So there's there's a 40-year right. gap before anything happened. Um, and it hasn't gone into, you know, there was a Tulsa race riot, and then there was actually another, not, a, not the same event, but there was actually a big all-black city in Portland uh, that was flooded shortly after this so basically they they built this kind of uh you know kind of a, a black town out west 
and and it was flooded and taken away and it you know it's another kind of part of the history that that people don't really talk about but i don't really see where either of those things connect so far um unless it connects through wheel you know the old man that we we don't know a lot about right now right or if like i'm saying those events are the catalyst that that have caused a breakdown of the system that they had before and now they have this right yeah i i guess so uh you know it, it's just when you start messing around with with actual history and kind of making your own history after that because things like this weren't in the watchman graphic novel or the movie Right. So it's kind of hard, since this is considered a sequel to those things, to kind of place where they go in, in the hierarchy, you know. Yeah, I never I never read the graphic novel. I did see the movie. But the movie is, is not, this doesn't have anything to do with the movie. It doesn't look like to me. Right, yeah. None of, none of this, um, yeah, no, none of this really really is a part of it again unless it kind of goes back to to the wheel guy and whatever character he ends up playing right but you've read the novel so is this following the the novel at all or from what you can remember or does it look like it may potentially be close well it it's just um it's a sequel so okay certain parts of it um that we'll get into later that that kind of mirror it in the same way that say uh the new star wars kind of mirror the old ones Um, okay that makes sense but other than you know dr manhattan already being on mars and and things of that nature um yeah no (laughs) don't really have any answers now so would you suggest that people read the novel before they watch the show so far just just with what you know so far right so far um i don't think it it really it it doesn't really matter just because the way the show's set up especially with this like pdpedia and things it's trying to um, have ways for people who want to go deeper into the watchman mythology where they can but it doesn't seem like any of it's really all that important so far and if it does end up being important somebody says it on the show gotcha so that's how it seems like so far yeah so basically no (laughs) no yeah i mean (laughs) yeah you you kind of know the watchman from pop culture you you have enough right exactly you should have enough to to go on plus just get on reddit because that's what i do (laughs) because those people are super nerds Oh yeah, it it's blown my mind. Um, you know, cuz the third episode was just last night and I woke up and you know, there's already a 100 Oh yeah. Uh, articles written about, well, this music in this scene means that and it's like, god, what do you guys do? You know. They don't do anything. That this like, is you what they do. You could have been a doctor with that kind of knowledge <laughs> and instead we're we're talking about This is what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Right, the music in it. So I personally think that, okay, so talking about, we're, this is going to be kind of a, a weird show for us, because, so pardon us if we stumble around a little bit during this episode, because we're trying to combine three episodes into, 
into one show. And episode three is completely different than episode one and two. I mean, I almost feel like you need to watch one and two together, like as one just like, you know, long TV show. And then you can watch episode three. Or actually, what I was thinking, too, is you could really watch episode three first and then go back and watch episode one and two. <laughs> I mean, the way yeah, that it's been yeah. done and the way that it's been written, you could totally start with episode three and and understand what's going on, especially if you've read the novel, especially if you've seen the movie. And like you said, if you're familiar with, you know, these characters throughout pop culture, you could totally watch episode three and then go back and watch episode one and two for filler. Yeah, we um, just kind of a peek behind the curtain. We almost just did an episode on one and two together. And Ooh, yeah, it seems baseball. like. Don't yeah, tell people our secrets. It, it seems like episode <laughs> one and two are a prequel to what's going to be going, going exactly. forward. Which, you know, Game of Thrones did this too. And whenever there's only eight or nine episodes of something. Like, I thought episode yeah. one and two were, were well done, but, you know, when we're only going to have seven hours to get this done, get the rest of the story out, yeah. um, you know, it's a little too much for me. Um, you know, yeah, I really think slow. they could have installed that. Yeah, episode one was so slow. I mean, I was like, this is not good. When I, when I initially watched it, I I was thinking in my mind anybody that's watching this that has no idea about this world or about these characters and I have lim very limited limited knowledge full disclosure I like I said I've never read the novels I I just watched the movie when it came out and what oh when did that movie come out I don't even know like oh nine or something yeah, it's been like 10 years I ago, mean I that was really like the first time that I had really even cared about this you know these this story or whatever and even then, I still I still didn't read it after seeing the movie. I was like, okay, well, that explained everything. I'm good, <laughs> you know. It just it just wasn't my thing. I wasn't into this, right? And then I was watching, you know, the first episode, and I thought, hmm, anybody watching this it's, that knows nothing about this is is not going to keep watching this. <laughs> so, well, but I mean, so maybe weird. that's not who it was written for. You know, maybe maybe there's finally something that was really written for people that are actually fans of this which is great if that's what they've done i just hope it doesn't backfire well and that's a weird thing because i don't really think that this show and of course it could get there but but like you said and i looked up on on metacritic and the first two episodes only got a 5.7 that but the show overall <laughs> yeah but the show overall has an 85 and i know that you know uh the people that review shows, they get all of them or most of them ahead of time. So I think it is eventually getting somewhere, but yeah, it, it was a very strange way to start a show about superheroes to, you know, start with Regina King's character. Who's not in the books or, you know, is anybody that anyone would know and kind of make her the focus to begin with, because the third episode, once we kind of, you know, get the ball rolling. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Yes. Where after episode one and, and episode two, uh, that, that may not have been the case. Right. I agree. Well, that's what I'm saying. If I feel like if they had started with episode three, if like that had been the opening and that had been the start, you would have been like, whoa, 
what am I watching? This is great, right? I oh, mean, yeah, I, definitely. I feel like that would have been a better choice to get even people that don't know anything about this world on board. Because, like, you're talking about all the weird little, like, she's, whenever Blake walks into her apartment and says, play Devo, it's on, like, it looks like there's CDs. There's some kind of discs or something that she's playing the music through. Because, like you said, they don't have internet. Yeah. So she's not talking to Amazon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Out in the ether. It's an actual physical, you can see it drop down, you know, and start playing on an actual disc, like a jukebox that she, you know, has in her apartment. Some kind of player that she has. Where she's had to, like, load it, obviously, with some type of discs. Yeah, and that that's kind of the thing about uh, the world building in the show. It is interesting to see, kind of like you said, yeah, it's it's basically just a big CD player, you know. Right. Where kind of we did it since how long? Early two (laughs) thousands. Yeah, uh, my last card that I bought doesn't have one. Right. Exactly. Yeah, the new cars don't even have have them. So, and those aren't even new cars. Those are cars that are already what. I don't know. Maybe. When did they stop putting CD players in cars? I I don't know. I think my car's like two or three years old, but but it didn't okay. have a CD player in so it. So maybe five years, probably, or four years, something like that. Mine's an old piece of shit. It still has a CD player. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, if I could keep wreck, if I could quit wrecking cars, I would have a an old car as well. <laughs> Hate that car payment. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on to what we think the central theme is. So, again, this is a little bit difficult to point out one thing because we're combining, you know, all the uh, the three episodes together. But um, I'm going to stick to basically, which I think the central theme throughout the season will be just racial, you know, violence and inequality is what I think it's looking like the underlying theme of the show is. Yeah, I um I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh I do think certain things that have happened, especially the end of the last episode, this one with the the reveal that Judd the the sheriff had a a KKK robe. Right. Um, you know, I I think it might I I think it might get deeper into that. Oh, yeah, um, because we don't know why he has that. That could have been his grandfather's or his father's. It looks kind of old and, like, mildew might have started to set in or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it it's really weird fresh. because whenever... <laughs> exactly. Like, he's recently yeah. worn it. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I don't, uh, you know, it's starting with the, the race ride and, you know, uh, so far, obviously, it's been the the white supremacists uh, versus right. the cops, and Regina King, of course, is black. Um, but I don't know. It seems like this show's going to throw us some curveballs. So where that that's where it is right now. But it wouldn't stun me if by the end we're somewhere completely different. I agree because even she isn't gung ho on. I'm gonna kill all the racists like that's not her attitude at all because well in the very first opening scene that we see with her in the classroom with her son when that little boy insults her and says oh did you pay for your business with red Fredations? which for people that don't know red Fredations are obviously ref- reformations that's that's what they are 
reparations. Uh, or reparations. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what it means. Yes. Thank you. I can't pronounce shit. I'm a podcaster who can't pronounce things. It's it's great. It's a great life. Anyway, um, so <laughs> so yeah, and they her son, of course, attacks, you know, the little boy in class for obviously insulting her and she's like you know why did you do that why did you hit him and he's like because you wanted to hit him and she's like he's a 10 year old boy and they have the whole conversation and she's like he's not a racist but he's he's on his way to being a racist so like even she it seems like isn't even though like everything that's happened and she's in the situation that that she's in like in this type of society it still seems like that she's not gung-ho about just automatically like knee-jerk reaction i'm just gonna think that all white people are racist and and hate me you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it um you know the the first episode especially um it it was interesting because like you said uh, her son in there uh for anybody that that for whatever reason is listening to this without watching the show yet uh, her and her husband, Regina King and her husband, are are black, and then they have two white kids. Three are they? Three they white. Have three. Kids. Mm-hmm. Um. So through the first episode, I I kind of thought, you know, because in kind of in our lives in in actual America, you know, you'll see celebrities or you'll see people like. I, you you see a lot of white people that have adopted black kids, but right. on the show it's kind of a role reversal. You know, right. there, there's this <laughs> powerful black couple and they're adopting white kids. Uh, yeah, I, I guess we'll see where it goes. But yeah, you you can tell. I don't think that she's. You know, I think she's fine beating the shit out of the actual. You know, because she does interrogate some people and just just beat the shit out yes. of them. Yes. She does. But I don't think but she's she already, deaf she already, or whitey or anything like that. No, so not far. at all. And she already knew, like she said, I can I can smell bleach or whatever her little comment is that she says to Judd. Like she right. already knew that this person already had kind of a track record with <laughs> kind of be you know, kind of being this way. I'm sure he'd already had run ins with the law and and what have you. Because whenever they go into Nixonville Whenever Red Scare is like, yeah, let's go beat heads in. She's like, whoa, let's just calm down for a moment and maybe think about this. Like, she's not all, she doesn't want to do that. Right. And and she also has that background that it, it shows in episode two where, you know, both her and Judd were shot by right. the white supremacists. Well, and that's how she got the children. She yes. Got the, the, yeah, she got the children because they're the children of the cop that actually died him and right. his wife. So, yeah. So it, it, it's interesting, uh, right now to, to see where it goes, especially in episode three, where we bring in, um, Lori Blake's character, the, the second silk specter, uh, because through episode one and two, you, you could see where it was almost a, uh, not white versus black, but kind of, kind of going, that way you know because because will up until the end of the show you know you you just thought he was a good guy or kind of no one at all but then at the very end whenever he's standing by by judd hanging at that point you go wait this show's going to be a little bit more than you know white versus black or uh, you know republic uh liberal versus the the far left or or things like that yeah 
So, yeah, I think uh, it's gonna get. I think it's gonna get a lot, a lot deeper than just like you're saying, just the face value of oh, this is just because I know I, I've been reading some stuff on Reddit too. I haven't read a lot of it because I don't like to read a lot of a whole lot of negative stuff on on shows like this, especially shows that I like. And I and I do like this show, just for people that are listening that we've been critiquing it quite a bit. But that's that's what we do here. But I, I am enjoying it. But a lot of people are saying, oh, it's just another woke piece of trash. You know, and they're and they're calling it that, and I don't agree with that at all. I'm not getting I'm not getting that vibe off of this. Are you? I don't feel like that they're beating us over the head with. I mean, this is what the story is about. Right. So, right. I don't. I mean, um, yeah, I I would agree with you. Um, I could see where people maybe because the Watchmen, you know, originally it's a group of. Uh, kind of white superheroes and then when they kind of rebooted it they made it about this black woman but you know that i think that's just a narrative choice um i don't think that anything's happened so far that would make me think oh you know they're trying to push an agenda or this that that and the other um i think that david lindoff you know he just kind of had this story they wanted to tell and the way that he framed it was around this uh, race ride event um, that, you know, not, not everyone knew about. So no, I, I think it's good so far. Um, you know, it's one of those things where whenever you see something um, that maybe is different than your expectation, everyone just wants to go to the worst possible thing it could be. And um, I, I don't, I think it's good so far. Like I, I wouldn't be stunned if the show falls apart and I wouldn't be stunned if it ends up being one of my favorite shows this year, we're just kind of uh, in the middle right now. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what I think too. Cause episode three was definitely, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> here we go. Oh yeah. Finally. <laughs> it, it was quite a bit better. Yeah. And to go off your point, uh, the only thing that I point put as the central theme was the same central theme of, uh, the book and everything else. It's who watches the Watchmen. The Watchmen in this case are disbanded. So it, it's kind of what Lori Blake said when she meets uh, Angela Akbar, Gina G- King's character. She goes, what's the difference between, you know, a bad guy in a mask and a good guy in a mask? She goes, I don't know either. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that this show's going to get in that, that murky, the mud, the, the, Right. I enjoy, you know, which is what I like, which is what I mean, that's what I liked about Game of Thrones. That's what brought me into that is I was like, wow, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? They're all kind of shitty. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's, you know, I would so far, you know, Regina King's character has been great. And I really hope we get to that uh, shades of gray where, you know, starts as a hero. Let's see where she ends up. Right. So let's talk about the characters. Uh We'll start with her. We'll start with with Angela. So, yeah, I feel like that she's. I feel like that we don't know really enough about her, which sounds weird because she has been like the kind of the central character. But like you're saying, we haven't peeled back any layers on her yet. She's just a mom and she's a wife and she's all in love with her husband. She's just this really like kind of squeaky clean person. And then she's a cop. You know, which is 
like you're saying, it's, it's just, she's just good. You know, you, th- you think that she's really, really good right now. And I just don't believe that because the way that she drug that guy in there and beat him up till blood was coming out from underneath the door. <laughs> you're not a good guy. If you can do something like that, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I really hope that uh, she doesn't end up like, um, for example, like a Jack Bauer from 24, where he's just this unkillable machine that, you know, like he's what's good and everything else is bad. And that, that's kind of where she started, right? She goes in, she beats right. the guys up, she gets information. Uh, I'm really hoping now that Lori Blake um, is involved. I'm, I'm hoping that the conflict between them brings out you know, shades of gray, uh, her nasty side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, w- I want to see those two fight the rest of the, the season. I don't, I you know, you. I kind of need to, you. and I, I think that that may be where it's going, but, uh, but yeah, so, so far, uh, Regina King sister, not, uh, you know, she's, she's definitely the star of the show, but let's see where it goes from here. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's talk about Looking Glass for a minute. I, I'm really enjoying this character. He hasn't had a ton, a whole ton of screen time, but anytime he is on screen, it's just, I don't don't know. It's just great. I just really, really like this character and I enjoy him. He, he has really good lines. I like, I don't know. I just like him. What do you think? Yeah, you know, it it's funny. Uh I, I enjoy looking glass as well. Um I just like him because he's he's a southern character. I mean, as you can tell, you're you're up there in Nashville, I'm down in, in Chattanooga, so we're both from the South. Yeah. He's a southern character that's not an idiot. Exactly. So, no, he's so yeah, smart. I mean I'm rooting for him for from here on out just because that's <laughs> not a thing. Because the finally, same way finally yeah. we have some representation. <laughs> exactly. In the same way that, you know, maybe if you're a black girl, Angela's, you know, finally she's my girl. Me and Looking Glass, you know, we're ride or die right Me now. Me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Me too. It's like, finally, some representation. We're not all shoeless down here. We wear shoes. We bathe. And, yeah, and he does. We are actually like intelligent. <laughs> Which, yeah, no, he's he's my dude so far. So I'm on his IMDb right now, and I was trying to look at because he's very he's one of those people. He's one of those actors that there's a lot of hey, it's that guy going on with him, where he's been in a lot of stuff, and he's got some stuff that he's working on right now. That's I think in pre-production, but. He was in The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, um, Angel Has Fallen, The Hustle, just a lot of stuff. I was trying, I oh, mean, The, ball- you the can Ballad go of ahead Buster's and, Scruggs. Well, I was about to say, you can go ahead and, and say clearly what uh, a redneck guy would be known for, and that's Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? You know, he exactly. was one of the main guys on there He was one of the main well. guys. He was one of the main guys in that, and I was trying to find, oh, Kill the Messenger, he was in that. Just just a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, he's 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 very prolific. <laughs> so he apparently works. He apparently works quite a bit. And so I hope that this maybe will, you know, catapult him a little bit. 
Yeah, he, he's definitely a that guy right now, but yeah, we'll we'll after see. After this. Here. Yeah. Yeah, after this. And so next we have Cal Abar. Who's this? That's uh, Virginia King's husband. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Her name's Angela Abar. He's Cal. Um, Honestly, it's kind of like Lori Blake's character says. Yeah, it's whatever. He's just a hot husband right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. he doesn't seem to do anything else, but. Whenever I looked up on IMDb, those were the people that were in um, the most episodes. So that's yeah, kind that's of the list we're down right now. And then we've got Red Scare. He seems to be just a kind of a an extra character. <laughs> he seems to be there just to like stir some shit up, and I don't know. He hasn't really done anything. So Red Scare, he seems to just kind of be. I don't know. Yeah, he's. it seems like Red Scare um, is just in the same way as that panda cop, just showing that the cops are the, the superheroes now. Yeah. You know, in the same way that looking like he's just a cop, but he wears a shiny mask. And, you know, Regina King puts the, the I guess, black face paint or whatever on uh, to, to be sister. Yeah. I think he's just kind of one of those characters to show that, yeah, this is just something that we all do at this point. I think so, too. I don't really see uh, anything. Maybe he might be involved in in some kind of plot later, but I don't see him being like a lead in anything. No, I think right now, um, and then in the third episode, they mentioned something to do with Russia. It it wouldn't stun me if he ended up being one of the good guys that it ended up turned into a bad guy. Yeah. Or maybe he is already a, a bad guy. Yeah. Maybe he's I mean, like a mole or something like that. You know, maybe he's a maybe he's working for the what are they called? The Calvary? Maybe he's working for them. Yeah, the the seventh Calvary. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they would have had to have had somebody on the inside to be able to pull off killing Judd. Right. The way and, that they did. The bombing at the funeral. Exactly. Uh, yeah, there, there's got to be somebody that, that knows a little bit too much. Yeah. Which, since we're rooting for Looking Glass, means it's going to be him. But Probably so. Hopefully it's the God. red character. Yeah, hopefully it's him or it's Angela. <laughs> I so want her to turn out to be bad. <laughs> Let's talk about Judd. So I pulled up Don Johnson's IMBD, and apparently there's a Nash Bridges movie that's in pre-production right now. There we go. That makes me so happy on so many levels, Bubba. <laughs> that, that's funny. Uh- <laughs> Anybody that watches Nash Bridges will totally understand why I just said that. If not, I apologize. <laughs> Let's see. It, it's funny because Don Johnson's just one of the guys that he's been in everything. You know, I mean, he's Miami oh, yeah. Vibe. He's Crockett. You know, he's he he's one of those legends in the same way that you know Robert Redford. It's like, wait a minute, Robert Redford's president? You, you it could have been Don Johnson. You it know, could have totally been. Yeah. But, it could have totally been John, Don Johnson, absolutely. Yet he's still so good looking. 
<laughs> yeah, and wasn't his daughter the the Fifty Shades of Grey girl? Shut up! I have no idea. Is she? I, I think so. <laughs> oh God, I don't know. That's funny though. Yeah, so I mean, he's just you know one of those Hollywood. Yeah, Dakota Johnson. That's his daughter. Oh, face palm emoji. So, uh, yeah, I don't think he saw that one. I think that might have been movies. Or did he? <laughs> I mean, those Hollywood people are weird. Maybe he gave her some tips. Right. Yes, yeah, um, so and he's also going to be in that uh, new movie, Knives Out. Have you seen the previews for that, Knives Out? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. That looks really good. I didn't even know that he was in that, so more reason to watch it so yeah i think that um i was really upset when they killed him off in the first episode i was like you've got to be kidding me he's the main (laughs) reason i'm watching this (laughs) they pulled a ned stark well yeah or going back to uh the watchman comic uh and the movie you know the movie starts with the the comedian (laughs) being killed um, yeah. he's basically the stand-in for this show, where right. where the Watchmen was all you know who killed the comedian, this that and the other. Uh, it seems like for this show, who killed Judd? You know what did Judd know? Was Judd a secret clansman or Calvary member or whatever? It seems like even though he's dead, he's still gonna be the person over the show going forward. Oh, yeah. I mean, I put that in the spoilers. That I'm pretty sure that he's going to be... Well, we already know he's going to be in every episode. It's on a spoiler. So it's already... It's on his IMBD that he's in every episode, right? Or, or eight. Yeah, said. I think he's in eight out of nine, which... I guess that would also go into another HBO show. That would be like um, Westworld. Right. You know, where, where they killed Anthony Hopkins, and but he was still kind of the main character. Yeah, in the show. On, or pretty much in every episode. Um, so let's move on to Mr. Phillips. This is, I guess, one of the clones. And we'll, we'll see them together. The clones yep. are Mr. Phillips and uh, Miss Crookshanks. Right. And they are, like you said, at least Mr. Phillips' clones, were there two of the girl? Were there multiples? Yeah, of the- there's mul- there's multiples okay. of her too because we saw them um, in episode two. I feel like that's the play they have yes. multiples. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because she takes off that. They all take off their. They were wearing a mask, and they all take off their masks, and they're all her. Yeah, I can't figure this out. <laughs> I'm at a loss. I'm gonna have to get on reddit and fi- and figure all this out and i mean is this is anything like this in the novels well so and we'll we'll just kind of kind of jump ahead so in the novel there's there's a um like a comic book inside the comic book called tales of the black freighter which and is kind of what's going on here too exactly. it's called american what's it called uh, let's see. I think I might have it written down, but I, I guess I, I guess I don't. But apparently, whenever um, 
the guy who plays Ozymandias was given the initial script, it had this called Tales from the Black Freighter. So that Adrian, Jeremy Irons, Adrian Vendit? I I don't know how to say his last name, but... Voight? Voight. Veet. Veet. Okay, we'll go with that. But yeah, yeah, this is... uh, (laughs) Yeah, in the... uh, in the graphic novel, basically the the novel they were reading inside was following his story. It was like a comic book version of what was happening to him. So yeah, I um that that's what was going on there. I don't know how this is all going to uh, come to a head, but you know, Ozymandias was was the bad guy. You know, he was the one that that dropped the right. squids from the sky. So. You know, maybe he ends up being the bad guy again, but, you know, after that third episode where he kills a buffalo, mm-hmm. and then basically he's told, we're told that he's, he's in been prison. imprisoned. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that whatever that suit is, I don't know if he's trying to go after Dr. Manhattan or if he's trying to get away from where he is, but I think that he'll probably pop up and be a big player at the end. And who knows, maybe maybe having those clones will, uh, you know, maybe he'll kind of have a clone army or something going with him. Yeah, because he keeps, is he trying to shoot them into space? What does he keep doing with, with them? He's got the dudes in some kind of suits and he keeps shooting them up into the air. And then they come back and they're frozen solid. Yeah, yeah, I, I, so I don't know. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's trying to... Uh, get out of wherever he is or if he's trying to you know the show's called the watchman and we saw dr manhattan for half a second and then obviously laurie was trying to talk to him on the phone i wonder if he's going to show up at the end and if that's the case it could be a dr manhattan versus ozymandias thing all over again just to kind of wrap the story together yeah yeah, like, is he trying to get to him? Yeah. Is, Oz- is Ozzy Mendias trying to get to Dr. Manhattan? Is that what's going on? And he's, like, testing the clones? I don't know. Yeah, because I- the only thing I could think of, that was supposed to be a spacesuit, wasn't it? Because the guy That's was what frozen. it looked like. Yeah, and then he he's frozen solid, and then he loses his shit. You know, Veet loses his, loses his shit and, and is, you know, kicking him and hitting him and, and cussing and all mad because it didn't work but what didn't work like what are you trying to (laughs) what are you trying to do here i'm so confused i have no idea what he's trying to do but let's move on to um will who is very very interesting at the moment we haven't seen him we didn't see him in this episode and he wasn't even talked about Well, I mean, he he wasn't mentioned by name, but Lori Blake did bring up the fact that there were um, wheelchair marks by the... That's right. You're right. You're yeah. right. She did bring that up. And then Regina King uh, didn't mention that she knew who whose uh, wheelchair marks those were. So, yeah, it, it's kind of a weird 
that that's kind of the thing that's interesting about the show because obviously uh regina king was a big you know don johnson they were best friends she did his eulogy but then she finds out oh you know he he might have been a white supremacist something like this but instead of jumping to conclusions you know if you saw previews for the next episode they're trying to figure out what that's about and in the same way uh will reeves lewis gossett jr you know he's admitted to hanging um judd don johnson but obviously being in a wheelchair could he have done this and then i think it turned out that will is regina king's grandfather He's her grandfather, and it's weird too with him because he, in that whole scene with her and you know quote unquote interrogating him as as much as she did, he drinks a boiling hot cup of coffee that she just hands him and drinks like the whole thing, and then he also sticks his hand in a boiling pot of water to get an egg out a a boiled egg out. Yeah, there, there's definitely... Uh, there's something going on with him. Yeah. There, for sure. And I think he even says... He gets out of the handcuffs, too. Because remember, she comes back and he's not handcuffed anymore, but he's still there. But right. he's not handcuffed. Well, didn't he say he was like 102? 105. 105. He says he's 100, because she's like, you're 90 years old, you're 90 fucking years old. How, to, how the fuck did you kill him? And he's like, I'm 105, and you cuss too much. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that that's kind of the great thing about this show is that there are a couple mysteries going on and I mentioned to you earlier uh one thing I found interesting that I've not seen anywhere was, you know, his name is Will Reeves and the very first shot of the show they were watching a um a silent film And the silent film was about Bass Reeves, who was the first black deputy of Oklahoma. So, you know, the fact that they have the same last name, you know, is, is this Bass Reeves, maybe grand grandson. Was he the kid in the basket from episode one? You know, there, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of layers, which that's what David Lindoff is good at doing. You know, he, he's really good at, at putting together a mystery. Now, hopefully he can work his way out of it, which he's not always mm. been the best at. But He's not always been the best at. Yeah. But he's not the one that did Lost. That was David. Or, right? Aren't there two of them? Aren't there two Lindelofs? Or am I thinking of something else? No, Damon, Damon Lind- Lindelof was, was the Lost. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of something else then. Sorry. Don't well, there it was him and um, it was him and uh, was it J.J. Abrams? I think. But yeah, I, think but that I don't Damon know how Lindoff long. Did most of it. Yeah, I don't know how long Abrams was actually involved in it. I, I think, think just like the first involved. season. Yeah, I don't think he was involved the entire time. I yeah. think the mess that wound up happening was all Lindelof, <laughs> which is a little concerning. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, he has came out and said afterwards that, you know, some of the some of the problems with Lost was the fact that they never knew how many more seasons they had to go or when things had to end. So hopefully with this show, as of right now, just being one season, uh, 
you know, hopefully he's got a pretty tight nine episode narrative. <laughs> we'll see. What yeah, exactly. Let's talk about Lori, Bl- Lori Blake. I feel like we've already talked about uh, Veet enough. Um, let's move on. So Gene Smart is playing this character and I just absolutely loved, loved this. I loved every, every second of her being on screen. What did you think? Oh yeah. I mean the, the, her showing up and some of her interactions uh, with people so far, this is kind of what I was hoping for whenever they said they were making a Watchmen TV show. Which is where are the Watchmen now? They don't. They don't necessarily have to be front and center of the narrative, but I did hope that we were going to follow one of them around. And if Lori Blake ends up being, you know, kind of the us going forward, kind of the main character, uh, I would be more than I'd be more than happy with that. Definitely. I, I really do hope that it's her for sure. I, I think she's by far other than Will the most not only interesting, but just relatable and the most, you know, charismatic for sure, because the rest of them are kind of on this other level. I mean, Angela's not relatable. How- <laughs> Well, I think that... How do you relate to her? <laughs> you know, it almost seems like the the character that Lori Blake is playing was how we were supposed to respond to Angela in the first episode. But the difference was, you know, Angela, Sister Knight, um, she's not a part of the world. You know, she's not one of the Watchmen. Right. So whenever you, you start dealing with Lori and I love how she started, you know, she started out by catching a vigilante right. and saying like, y'all aren't superheroes. Like I was a right. super, y'all aren't superheroes. Right. I don't know. You're I just a dude in a suit. Exactly. And then they asked, you know, she shot the guy and one of the other cops was like, how did you know that it wouldn't kill him? And she didn't say anything. Yeah. Clearly she was trying to kill him, you know. (laughs) Like, she didn't care if he died or not. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know. I do always like the, uh, and maybe it ends up being kind of like a student and teacher sort of thing. You know, uh, almost kind of like Star Wars or, you know, in pop culture everywhere. But. Right. I don't, I don't know. So far, uh, Lori Blake's my favorite person just because I like the jaded morally gray characters and and she's kind of that person for us right now yeah she really is and i i yeah (laughs) just her whole just she just does not give any fucks at all (laughs) oh no not not at all none but then when but but she's obviously clearly still in love with Dr. Manhattan, so. Yes. So there's yeah, that. She, she's in love with Dr. Manhattan uh, in a way that they show at the end. <laughs> that was that was very interesting. How, how did they show it, Josh? Well, she pulled <laughs> out a, uh, it, probably something to remember him by is the best way to put it. Uh, <laughs> a, a big, uh, 
big blue dildo. Alice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big giant blue blue uh dildo's not the right word for it. It looked is damn near a baseball bat. I mean, I that mean, thing was impressive. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. And of course, I'm not I'm not a woman, so you can kind of uh you can kind of fill us in on that. Uh, you know, as a guy, I feel like if anybody pulled out anything that was near that size, uh, I would just consider them king and go on with my day. I'd be like, nope, that's not good job. Good for you. <laughs> and then she goes and bangs Petey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, that kind of seems Peter like a Petey. letdown. Well, that was the thing. I, I hope that uh, in all of his research... I mean, why not just stay in your room with the godlike... Uh, like you said, I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that's the thing. You know, PD, PD and then the PDpedia. You know, it, it says he knows everything about him. He was a PhD in history. Like, all of his stuff was yeah, about... Yeah, he goes through the whole thing, Yeah. Which, you know, Dr. Manhattan didn't like to wear pants, so he kinda he must have known what he was jumping in bed with. You know, on lengthwise. So I don't know, maybe You mean you mean Lori? Yeah. 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 I'm just saying if you uh dated a girl and the person that she dated before you was like Ron Jeremy, you know, you would kinda be like, man, I don't know if that's something that I can really follow up. So PD must have been pretty confident in his skills if he thought he could, uh, you know, be a Dr. Manhattan replacement for the night. I mean, apparently, I mean, he went for it. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were in bed together naked, I'm assuming. So. <laughs> and he was asleep and she was uh, kind of bored. So exactly. it must have went the way that we thought it would. <laughs> it looks that way. That's why I said I don't know why she just didn't stay in her room with the with the with her chrome. <laughs> I mean, why even bother? Hopefully, uh, that will get a recurring bit in the show. Oh, you know, I hope just so. Every I, week I want it just to be. I want it to just like be in shots moving forward, just randomly. In like random shots. Yeah, somebody could use it background. as a walking stick, or somebody else could <laughs> use it as a. You know, you she could beat one the of the thugs to death with it. Bat, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh! Let's move on. So, what do we think? Did this? <laughs> and now I have to ask this question after talking about a, a chrome penis. Did this meter right. exceed our expectations? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is this podcast about? Oh my god! <laughs> that's a that's the after dark episodes. You have to you have to pay to hear those. Call my uh, pod after dark. Oh god! Honestly. Through two episodes, I would have said maybe, um, but I like the show. You know, I think that that episode three they kind of found, you know, kind of found the path going forward, where number one and two just kind of seemed to be together, but but scattershot. It wasn't really 
the watchman at that point where I think now, you know, we're good to go going forward. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't, I don't really know yet. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I am. But as far as meeting my expectations, I don't, I just don't know. (laughs) Honestly, I don't have an answer yet. So far, I, maybe I would say no, it's definitely not exceeded them. And episode one was just, I mean, there's not even any point in talking about that. Right. Yeah. Again, up until episode three, it would have been a maybe, but I've watched episode two twice. Uh, I watched it last night and then this morning to get ready. Um, And if it was on again, I'd probably watch it again. So episode two, episode three. Oh, yeah. Episode three. Yeah. I've watched it twice. Yeah, yeah so, well, I watched episode two like three or four times, I think. I, I watched episode two. Uh, I think I've seen them all twice, but episode three was the first time where. Yeah, not I, I didn't enjoy the first two, but the episode three was the first time I thought we were actually going somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Hey, can you hold on just a second? I got my dog is barking. I need to find out what's going on. Sorry. Okay. Can you hold on just yeah, a second? I'll be I'll be right back. Okay. Okay, sorry about that. Are you so there? So, do you have a do you have an intruder? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I need um, Angela. <laughs> you need somebody. to get the shotgun in the bed. Or you just hit it up in the bed. <laughs> oh yes, that was so badass, right? Yeah. But you have that, to do the move. I, I have to do her move. She did this like badass move and everything. I'm like, why couldn't you just like got on the bed and got that out? Why did you have to do that whole like flippy thing? <laughs> Well, I think she she just realizes that her husband is better looking than she is. 
So I she has eight. to do those sorts of things to... She has to... Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm like... Man, he's so pretty. It, it's funny because it seems like... Uh, and we'll get back to the show in a second. But, you know, for years and years there would be comedy shows where it'd be like a fat slob husband and a hot wife. And it seems now yeah. that we're trying to flip those... Because like that. Are you saying that Regina King is a fat slob? Did you actually just say that on the air? <laughs> I'm saying that I'm saying that that dude uh, probably shouldn't be married. You know, I I feel like him and Tinder would would work quite well together. I don't think there's too many swipe uh, swipe lifts on that dude. Is all I'm no. saying. No, no, exactly. Yeah, and I was well, like I said, I was looking at his. IMBD, of course, because I'm a total stalker. I also looked at his Facebook, his Instagram. His, anyway, um, <laughs> and I've never seen him before, like in anything. I, I've never watched any of those movies or whatever he was in. I don't even remember what they were. And I'm like, how have I not known about you? <laughs> Where he, was a, he was a bad guy in Aquaman. Was he? Yeah. Like a prominent role? That movie was terrible, though. I tuned out, like, after... But he was, like, the main bad guy. Oh, my fucking God, he was! Yeah. He's, uh, uh... What is it, Manta? Mantis? Manta, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that was... That's... I think that was probably... That's right, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. See, See why I have you on the show? But he's not doing anything on this show. I mean... But Willie, I I don't think so. Will he wind up being some kind of? He could be Mantis on this as well. Oh, that would be a crossover. Then we could have Jason Momoa come in. Bam, yeah. oh, we got God. it done. Then the whole thing will go to shit. <laughs> Complete shit. Let's stop rewriting shows. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you need to uh, like put a mark on it or something? So that we can jump back into what we're talking about. No, we're about. still going. This is all going in the show. I'm not oh, editing anything. Yeah, I'm I, not. Well. I, I can't. I can't handle it. It takes like two fucking hours <laughs> because Audacity sucks ass and it's slow as shit. Fair and so enough. is my computer. And I'm, I'm not dealing with it. So yeah, all this is going in. You're welcome. Okay. Good deal. <laughs> so I'm kind of thinking that maybe we'll we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um. So let's let's talk about the music. Okay. So the theme song is actually Trent Reznor. And I remember when I first heard not the theme song, but it's the song that I actually noted on here called At Midnight. Uh-huh. And this is a song that they use as like a kind of a filler music that they use kind of in the background. And it sounds exactly like something that Vangelis would do. Do you know who Vangelis is? Uh, I don't. It doesn't sound familiar. So Vangelis has done all kinds of soundtracks um, here. I'll look it up really, really quick. I probably should have already done this. Well, to be fair, I mean, Trent Reznor does a lot of soundtrack music as well. I mean, he's done the soundtrack for, for all sorts of things. Yeah, so this sounded exactly exactly like him and he's done a lot a lot of movies he's a blade runner um he did he did all the blade runner stuff the first one and the second one and you can in, you can instantly tell that it's him like right away you know as soon as you hear it you're like oh you know he has this like that sound to him so as okay. soon as i heard that i thought oh 
is Vangelis doing the soundtrack to this? Because if so, that is fucking awesome. And then I looked it up and it's Trent Reznor, which is fine. I mean, I I, I like that. It, the music is great. But that one specific song, if people want to check it out, it does sound a lot like something that you would hear in Blade Runner. And then they, they use a lot of Mozart, too, which I found very interesting. And one of my favorites... I'm into classical music. I love classical music. It's it's one of my favorite things to listen to. And Requiem in D minor is one of my favorite classical songs ever. I just, I love that song. It's like a 55 minute song. <laughs> so it's super long, but it's, it's just a, a perfect, perfectly written piece of music. Uh, if you guys want to listen to that, you can find it on YouTube. You can find clip down versions too. And the specific scene that it's used in is when Angela is in the closet and she finds the KKK or the it's not called the KKK in the show. But when she finds the Calvary, you know, hood and robe. Well, and that, you know, it's funny you say that because the fact that this show is kind of based on real life to an extent, that was a KKK robe, wasn't it? And then just since then, it like it's me. broken up, and now the seventh cal- Calvary is a thing. That's what it's looking like to me because I haven't seen anybody in robes and hoods. They're all just in those Rorschach sash masks. Masks, sorry, that's what right. they're all wearing. So. Unless they're saying that that you know the 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 kind of KKK robe. Unless that means that like maybe he was a high ranking person, and I I don't know. But I, I thought it was weird that they had, you know, like a KKK thing in a show where the KKK has been Doesn't rebranded exist. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's probably a situation because the, the camera kept panning over to that photograph of him and his father, or him and his grandfather. I can't tell, like, who the man is in, in the photo. Obviously, it's an old photo. Obviously, it's him when he was young. So unless it was one of theirs, and then like you're saying, the the KKK got disbanded and turned into this. Yeah, that that was another thing that that I'd kind of noticed. Because whenever it shows that picture, whenever it zooms in on that picture with Judd to begin with, I assumed that that was the kind of reveal that maybe he was... Playing both sides, or maybe he was the KK. So when they actually revealed the robe, I didn't consider that a reveal because I thought that's what they had already told us by zooming in on the photo. Right. Uh, even though they never, you know, specifically came out and said it. I don't know. Anytime you see like a picture of a white dude from like the 30s, it's like, yeah, he's probably a little racist. You know, that that's just right. The way that's that I that's take what's going to come out. Yeah. yeah. Sure. That's going to be the next thing that they let you know is what a racist he was. Sure. Yeah. Or the reverse. <laughs> it's either or, right? Right. He either, like, was on the, the civil rights bus or he was, like, throwing a rock at it. Like, apparently back then, no one and just dragging took people days off. off. Lynching them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, apparently back in the day, no one ever had a job. No one, everybody was just either beating people up or trying to get, keep people from getting beat up. That's what everybody did. How did anything get done? Nothing did get done. <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing was done until like 1985. That's, that's why we're in the situations that we're in right now. Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> right. Until they invented cocaine, nothing got done. 
<laughs> you racist piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> so what did we love? We've talked all about what we hated. Let's let's talk about some good stuff. What did we love? Well, you know, uh, so far, I, I like that the world is it's a fully realized world. You know, they, they don't explain things like the CD player that was voice activated or the fact they had pagers or, you know, uh, a good example is in the first episode, whenever the squid fell out of the sky, you know, the, the kid with her didn't turn and go and become the audience, you know, in a, in a lot of movies, one of the characters is just audience and they go, Oh, why is this thing happening? And then another character has to go, well, you explain it. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure, sure. I, I like the fact that they just let things stand on their own. Um, you have like to Os- figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Um, I like Osmandius's story so far. I don't know what the hell's going on, but <laughs> nope. But me I like neither. it. You know, <laughs> you're not alone, my friend. Just, not uh, alone. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of reminds me of uh, Howard Hughes. Yes. You know where Howard Hughes invented like oh, airplanes. Yes. He and is the, very Howard Hughes-ish, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, I like uh, Yeah, any smart, rich, crazy person, I'm on board. Me too. Like, uh, can we be friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll totally bring you shit and slip it under your door. We don't even have to talk. I just want to, oh. like, be able to tell people that I know a, cre- a crazy, rich, eccentric person that is naked in a dark room alone and letting their hair and fingernails grow out. Exactly. I'll bring more jugs to pee in the Mason jars. I will. I will bring you all that. I will bring you all. I will buy every fucking jug that Walmart has and bring it to you in a truck. (laughs) Oh man. And then, um, the last thing that, that I like, I really like, uh, the potential conflict between, Lori Blake, who is kind of the old school, the Watchman, versus Sister Knight, right. who's kind of this new school cops or superheroes thing. And right. uh, yeah, I could just watch them butt heads for seven episodes and I'd be fine. I love the scene. My One of my favorite scenes of season three, and it's such a, or season three, episode three, it's such a subtle episode, is when Lori rolls up on, what's her name, Girl Pirate, and fucking red scare right. and they're like pulling dude out of that truck and beating him up or whatever and she just rolls up there and she's like hey what you doing <laughs> she's just like totally unassuming and you know she's in a suit you know what i'm saying i mean she just looks like a regular lady that's totally unassuming and whatever and they're like who the fuck are you and she's like I'm an FBI agent. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> it's just so great. It's such a great scene. And it's so subtle. And she's just like, nice costumes. She's just so insulting, you know, to, like you're talking about, to these cops that think that they're superheroes. Because she really was a superhero. Exactly. And that's the beauty of it. It's, you know, the old guy that goes to play pickup basketball. And the kids are like, well, you can't do anything. And then he dunks on them or whatever. And yeah, it's like, like, oh, I actually, I know. I invented this. Okay. I invented this. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that that's her character. And I could just watch characters like that all day, every day. Yeah. It's great. So that's definitely one of the things that I like. Um, 
I also really enjoyed how it opened. I liked how it opened on the riot. I liked that whole entire, just everything about that scene, the camera work, all the extras, the, how there was, it was definitely organized chaos. There was a lot going on on the screen at once, but it's almost like the way that it was shot frame by frame. You could still see everything that was going on on the screen at the same time, if that makes sense. Because a lot of times in scenes like this, it's just overwhelming. And you don't know what to look at. It's not shot well. You know, it's just too much. There's too much smoke or it's not light enough or you can't really see. This was like perfectly lit. You could see everything that was going on. You knew exactly what to look at, when to look at it. So I really, I really enjoyed the riot scene. I thought it was really, really, really well done. And then how you were kind of following the family too through it all. And then eventually you were just following Will. And I'm definitely interested in that character. So I would, I'd like to see more of him. I was hoping we get more of him in this episode. And then I want to know who that baby is. Who is that baby that he finds? Who do you think that baby is? I thought the baby was Will. The baby, because it had the take care of me, and then later on you see him reading it. So I thought it was either him or wasn't there... So who's the little boy then? If Will's not the little boy... I thought the little boy was... Doesn't the little boy die? I assume that that was like his brother, wasn't it? Because that car, they get shot up or whatever. They're cousins. And then remember, he finds the little baby after everyone else is dead. And he picks up the baby. Oh, that that's right. Um, episode That's how episode one ends. I assume Will is one of those people. One of what people? Either the, the little boy or the baby. Because whenever yeah, he says he's 105, probably... that kind of puts him at the right age. You know, because the... Yeah, yeah, because Tulsa, if that was 1920-ish, and then now it's 2020-ish, that kind of puts him at at the right age. So, right, so who's the baby? (laughs) That's the question I'm asking. Well, maybe maybe we'll find out. Maybe that's that's the the mystery. All right, let's move on to Reddit. What's your uh, Reddit pick? Okay, uh, we kind of talked about mine a little bit. Uh, it was basically the guy who played Mr. Phillips, and then also uh, the director, David Lind- Lindoff, came out and was talking about the tills from the Black Freighter and how similar it was to the Ozymandias scenes in the show and how initially when he was given the script, it wasn't called uh, The Watchmaker's Son. That that's okay. what all of his stuff is called in the show, and apparently, whenever they initially did it, it was called the Black Freighter. So that that's kind of a um, yeah. I think it's called American Superhero or something. American. Well, no, American Superhero is the crime show on TV. Oh well, what's the what's the superhero show on this show that everybody's watching? That's American Crime Show or American okay. Superhero Show or whatever it's called. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I was talking about the, the play that he's working on. Oh, okay, okay. Hell, it's called The you know, Watchmaker's Son. And this, in the, the script, it's called The Black Freighter. Now, Gosh. The Watchmaker's Son is talking about um, 
Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan's yeah. dad was a watchmaker. But, yeah, the, the way that all of that's kind of working together, and, you know, now that we're talking about it and I'm reading it, it that may be the hint that uh, Ozymandias is trying to do something with Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, he's And maybe he is him. shooting people into space, things like that. Yeah, he's obsessed with him. Yeah. Which, I mean, when you consider yourself the smartest person in the world... With the biggest but, dick in the world. Well, no, that's that's Dr. Manhattan, but... That's what I'm saying. Dr. No, Manhattan's I'm, the smartest man in the world with the biggest dick in the world. Well, but Ozymandias thinks he's the smartest person in the world. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So, he's obsessed with the, I guess, godlike being that actually probably is. Mm-hmm. But... So maybe that's where the show goes. Um, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But that was just something interesting that I saw from uh, yeah, Reddit. Because the, the PDPedia said, PD says that he thinks that Ozymandias is gay. Oh. Mm. It's an interesting I mean, little tidbit, isn't it? Well, but it, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But it seems like... All old men and small children, all, all small boys are gay. Like they just all, whether you're eighty years old or whether you're under five, like you just act really feminine for some reason. I don't know. That's just something that I've noticed in general. So it's funny because you're not wrong. No, yeah, like whenever he's wearing the. I don't know, old-timey shorts, and he's like, we we ride at midnight. And it's like, oh yeah, that's the gayest thing I've ever seen. But also, maybe he's just a 70-year-old piece of royalty, and that's just how they act. That's just how they are. (laughs) It's their bloodlines. Exactly. Until he puts on a mesh tank top, I'm not... (laughs) I'm not going either way with it. And waves around a pride flag. and (laughs) Whenever he says, I'm doing this for the Pulse nightclub victims. And puts on ribbon ribbon tights. (laughs) Right. Or it turns out that he just really hates Chick-fil-A. You're going to hang in there. (laughs) Oh, my God. This this is bad content. This is great. This is the best show. This is the best show that anybody's ever done. (laughs) Bad content. Okay, my turn. Shit. How do I follow that up? Stop it. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for setting me up for failure. So... My Reddit story comes from user, oh God, Insidia Dream, and it's from the Watchmen. I think it's Inside a Dream. See? I can't pronounce shit! (laughs) That's fine. We we drink quite a bit before this show starts, so just blame I drink during and before, so (laughs) that's what's happened. That's where we're at right now, folks. So, moving on, uh, more potential evidence that Will is, who is Will? <laughs> who did justice? That's who everybody's thinking that he is on Reddit. So, I was just reading 
Damon Lindelof's letter to the fans, and something jumped out at me that I haven't seen anybody point out. Near the end of the letter, he says, We also intend to revisit the past century of costumed adventuring through a surprising yet familiar set of eyes. And it is here where we'll be taking our greatest risks. I don't know why that's making people think that that's who this person is. But it goes on to say, so Will is the character we're supposed to be familiar with, but is somehow surprising. Specifically, a set of eyes we're familiar with. This, along with Damon saying it might be a risky decision, cements it for me that Will is who to justice. I don't know that that... Here, I mean, here's the letter. I'm not going to read it, obviously, but I'll right. link to it, and everybody can read it for themselves, but... It's not super long, but maybe that maybe they're getting more out of it. What do you think? So the thing about this letter and the this Reddit story. So this Reddit story um, is five days old, right? Um, that's before this last episode aired, right? That's before episode three, and we we found out that. If not the main characters, one of the main characters would be the second Silk Spectre, who is um, Laura Blake, Laura Blake. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that could make this possible is the fact that there is that second show, that American Hero show, uh, and it seems to follow Hooded Justice. Yeah, he's the main character on the show, right? Right. And the thing about Hooded Justice, at least as far as I've seen, there's no... No one knows who he is, right? Like, they don't don't play it as Hooded Justice is, you know, John Smith or or whatever his name is. But you can kind of see him through the mask and he looks like a white dude. Right. So the but thing that would about, be, but that would be this version of him, right? Like the modern day version, I guess. Right, and when da- Damon Lindoff was was talking about finding out about those Tulsa race riots, he also mentioned that he didn't know anything about Bass Reeves because, you know, in in modern popular culture, whenever you think of a cowboy, you don't think of a black guy. You know, right. when you think you think of John Wayne, you think of the, you know, the Lone sure. Ranger people like that. So it, you know, that could be a situation where, you know, in the quote unquote modern day hooded justice, this guy, no one knows who he actually was. You know, they just assume he's a white guy. And then it kind of ties back to that first scene where, you know, there's a reveal and everybody's like, oh, it's the superhero's black guy. That sort of thing, which, you know, maybe that's wrong. We'll probably know here in the next couple episodes, but I, I could see it both ways. It is probably the, the easiest way to put it right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that just seems like. I mean, that would be cool, I guess that would make sense, but. So there's. I'm trying to figure out how how long has that been a TV show then? <laughs> like I'm trying to figure I'm trying to figure all that out why they're still 
Well, so he, so he was never in the Watchmen. No, he's no, separate. he was a superhero okay. way before he, he okay. would be, um, it would be like if there were superheroes now, but then they made a show about like Batman, you know, where he, he's like this mythological figure from before the Watchmen were a thing. Okay. Um, so the, he, predate, the one, he predates them. That makes more sense. Cause I was like, I, I'm just trying to tie all this together. Right. And, you know, that would make sense in terms of it does seem like the people that were considered superheroes kind of had some sort of extra ability. And then, you know, he was able to drink the coffee without blowing on it and he grabbed the egg. So maybe that's kind of them subtly saying, you know, this guy was a superhero back in the day. At some point. But now he's old. Right. But still and has then sense, like you said. another thing is they do kind of, uh, at least in the Watchmen, they do all think it's like this old timey strongman who who's this white guy. But again, it, it doesn't matter because you don't actually know who I don't think they ever actually say who it is. Yeah. But everybody kind of assumes it's this one person. So it would kind of be a swerve in the way at the beginning where, you know, the guy took the hood off and you're like, Oh, you know, this superhero is this black guy in a time where, you know, you would think it'd be the Lone Ranger or a John Wayne type. Sure. Makes sense. Let's move on. Um, who do we think won? We're kind of, kind of straight. We usually do a segment called who, who won the episode, but because we've strung three episodes together, we're going to do who do we think has won the season so far. So who do you think's won the season so far, Josh? Uh, you know, I would have to say it, it would be Ozymandias just because he's the only person that every episode that I've seen him in, I want to see the next. Yeah. Like, I don't really know what's going on, but I, I want to see what happens next. Yeah. It's almost like he could have his own show. You could have just a whole show of of him. Well, they said that he at does. least for at least for most of the season, what we're going to see, they wrote all his stuff before they wrote the show. Like Jeremy Irons did all of his stuff in like four days before oh, the rest wow. of was done. Yeah. Now, of course, they could have went back later and did edits and you know added him to things, sure. but. But yeah, so his thing for That's the most part is going to be independent, but it's also going to be, you know, very, very focused. So we'll we'll see what sure. happens with him. Interesting. I'm going to say Angela just because she's basically been in every, well, she has been in every episode so far. And she's made some big moves, obviously. And she's really the only one that has. So she's still alive. <laughs> so there's that. So I'm going to say Angela. Right. And and up until this episode, which did kind of change the show so much, she was the main character of yeah. two out of the three episodes so far. So yeah, uh, being the MVP makes a lot of, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So let's rate the episode. So we do a fun little thing during the show where we pick a funny 
little quote or a funny little thing that one of the characters has said in the show. And we rate the show that many items. So it's always a thing that a character mentions. And in this episode, Don Johnson's character, or in this so far of episodes, he mentioned croutons on a salad because when the cavalryman killed the cop, he threw a head of lettuce on him. And Don Johnson says, were there any croutons? <laughs> Which was just a great line. So how many croutons do you rate this episode, Josh? Or this, Four. this, uh, all, uh, not this episode, but these, all three of these episodes so far. It's so confusing because we're doing three episodes at once. Sorry. <laughs> right. So, so these three episodes so far, uh, the first two, I probably wouldn't have gave a great score, but so far I'd probably give it four out of five. Because of episode three. Because of episode three. Me too. Episode three really, um, Bumped really, <laughs> yeah, has really made me think a lot more of the show than I thought after the first two, at Absolutely. least from a narrative focus sort of. Absolutely. Sure. And from everything, the writing, the acting, all of it went next level in this episode for sure. I, I agree. I would give it a little bit more, maybe like four point, like half a crouton or something. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I I really, really, really liked episode three a lot. And I'm probably going to watch it again, actually. I really enjoyed it. So what are our predictions and potential spoilers? Do you have anything? Uh, you know, the, the only thing that I, that I have for that, after the show where it was shown the next episode, it did show, um, I'm, I'm not overly familiar with her, but it, it showed like an Asian girl that was dressed as a superhero. So okay. maybe we have more of the superhero slash vigilantes, you know, maybe they're, they're still kind of building up the cast for whatever it builds to. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's kind of the only, the only thing I have to add to that, but it, it does seem like the cast of characters is still growing, even though, I think it's oh, a nine-episode yeah, season, and we're a third of the way through. I think we're going to get introduced to new characters every episode. More, I more than one. it's going to be very much like Game of Thrones, where they're just going to throw all this at you. And you're going to be like, let me turn on the subtitles. Fuck my life. <laughs> right. I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> Right. I cannot keep this shit straight. At least they don't look alike on this show. That was the thing with Thrones, man. Everybody looked the, looked the same. They were all like wearing the same shit all the time. And you're like, I, could you have cast people that looked a little bit different? Like, why do they all have to look the same? And that was a great thing about, you know, even though I don't think all that much of him, people like Red Scare. And then there's the guy with the panda mask on. Yeah. You know, they, they could have just had everybody wearing the quote unquote police gear. And if that was the case, then yeah, you wouldn't be able to follow it at all. No. Like they kind of had to give people superhero characters. Otherwise, you know, you'd have to know people by voice and I don't pay attention Subtitles. to subtitles. Never do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely recommend turning on captions when you watch this because it's extremely, extremely helpful because it actually tells you who who's speaking, who's on the screen. <laughs> it's very, it's been very helpful for me. 
Yeah, my only prediction is that I'll, I think that we're obviously going to get more Don Johnson, obviously, because he's already signed on for on his IMBD for eight episodes, thankfully, because whenever he got killed off the very first episode, I was really, really, really upset because he's one of the reasons that I came here. <laughs> right. And then they killed him off and I was like, oh, got to be you. Ned Starked him. Come on, man. I see the new Sean Bean. Don't <laughs> do this to me. So I was really upset. But then he was in the next episode. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, then they're probably going to do a lot of flashbacks with him. And Lindelof, that's his thing. Flashbacks, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think we're going to get a lot more of that. I think we're going to get a lot, a lot of flashbacks throughout the rest of these next episodes. A lot of flashbacks with Angela... Probably, probably with Blake too. So that's my only prediction. I, I didn't really have anything spoilery. I didn't really, full disclosure, I didn't really have time to look. And two, it's kind of hard to find stuff on this show, honestly. Yeah, I've not, I, I didn't find anything. Um, yeah, it's a little maybe difficult. It's because it's, maybe it's because it's new or who knows where they're, they're filming they're, this. Yeah, I think they're really, they're filming it in Atlanta. Well, but I mean more, it, I guess whenever Game of Thrones, you know, you can't really hide when there's 900 people for a battle scene. But right. if there's just a scene with like Regina King and Don Johnson, yeah, you know, totally. you can do that without a bunch of things getting out. Yeah, I think that they've been able to really keep stuff contained and under wraps because I haven't been able to find anything and I need to make some friends. I need to like make some friends with some extras <laughs> on the show that can maybe give us give us some inside stuff on it. I'll try to I'll work on that. <laughs> Road trip to Atlanta. I'll work on that over the weekend. But um but yeah, they're really doing a good job of keeping everything under, which I mean, honestly, I'm happy about. And I mean, I have a, a spoiler Facebook group, which I love, and it's a lot of fun. But it is kind of fun going blind into something also and just not knowing anything about it really and not already already knowing things. So I, I do. I am enjoying that. Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Well, I guess we're going to wrap it up there unless you had anything else, Josh. Uh, I, I think that's that's basically it. Um, you know, if, if you enjoy the podcast and want to hear more of my crazy stuff, you can always add me on Twitter at jrobhaha. Um, anything else for you to add, Sarah? No, I think that's about it. And, of course, we'll be back next week after the fourth episode airs. And you can follow me at CaughtMyPod on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You can also follow me at Sarah Knightley on Twitter and on Instagram. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next time. 